If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump, right? In today's episode, we answered some fitness and health questions that were asked by listeners and viewers just like you. But the way we open the episode is with an intro portion. So this is where we talk about working out, nutrition, we bring up scientific studies, current events. We mention our sponsors. Today's intro portion was 43 minutes long. After that, we got to the fitness question. So we opened up by talking about Justin's workout. We're going to film his workout hey, next. Hey, hey. You guys can all go to YouTube and see you my workout. You guys aren't ready for this. You're not ready for Justin's workout, let me tell you. That led us to talking about some great athletes of the past, uh, the great Gama and uh, Kimura. These were fighters who looked like they lifted weights like bodybuilders, but when they men did. were men. Really crazy. Then we gave a little update on the book sales. So I wrote a book called The Resistance Training Revolution, and we give an update on how well it's currently doing. Um, then we talked about resistance training in sports, the history of using weights in sports. Actually, it's, it's relatively recent. For a long time, athletes were encouraged to not uh, lift weights, and which led us to talking about one of our sponsors, LMNT. This is an electrolyte supplement that's high in sodium. It's supposed to be high in sodium because you sweat a lot, and it's very valuable for people who don't eat hot, a lot of heavily processed foods. Uh, I get extremely effective pumps when I use LMNT. My performance improves. All of us were sold on this product to the point where we now work with the company. Go check them out and get yourself a free sample pack. So you can just try it out for free and you'll probably love it. So head over to drinklmnt.com forward slash mind pump. All you got to do is pay for shipping for that free sample pack. Then Adam brings up the NFL's new vaccine rules. Kind of crazy. Yeah, a bit strict, eh? Then we talk about the pyramids of Egypt, uh, their origins, how many sides they actually have. Cool stuff. Uh, it and then surprise you. Adam shares his recipe for ribs, and he does use ribs from ButcherBox. These are the best ribs we've all tried. By the way, ButcherBox delivers grass-fed meats to your door at great prices. And because you listen to Mind Pump, you'll actually get a hookup for free bacon for life. This is crazy. That's right. But you get free bacon for life. Go check them out. Head over to butcherbox.com oh, forward slash mind pump and get that hookup. Then we got to the question. So here's the first one. This person says, does flexing the mirror have any significant carryover? So is there any value to flexing in the mirror for the body? The next question, this person wants to know some of the best ways to improve core strength and performance. The next question, this person wants to know about food intolerances are they self-induced or is this something that we're born with? And the final question, this person says, look, uh, I'm a college student, don't have a lot of money. What are some good high-protein, healthy meal options for someone like me who's on a budget? Also, all month long, all July, MAPS HIT, that's high-intensity interval training, it's one of our most popular programs, and our No BS six-pack formula, which is an ab and core training program, are both... 50% off. So half off both of them for the full month of July. Go check them out. Head over to mapsfitnessproducts.com and use the code July Special with no space for that discount. We just went live with Sal's workout video, and I was really curious to see uh -huh. uh, because the vlogs like do kind of like whatever on the on the on the uh, channel. People yeah. always want to watch see what we do when we work out. I know, I'm, and uh, we should, of course, right? Know that, but that was like the first time we've done a vlog that's like that. And I know that there's been a little resistance from all of us on that because none of us feel like we're like I don't want to post like a cool guy, right? Yeah. Like it's, yeah, you kind of have to do all the cool guy stuff. Yeah, it's but, also anti like we're so against like the way the fitness industry sells fitness, which is like look at me, I'm yeah, buffed, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sexy, yeah. and blah. And we're all like, but, it's, Come on. Hey, but every it, now and then we gotta let them. Know. Hey, it highlights, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, right, that's right. They don't even know. They don't right? even so, know. You gotta no, let them no, know sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, the truth is though, it just it just highlights how much it works still. Because look at the way it's it's taking off right now. The comments are flying. You didn't even call for comments. It's flying right now. Yeah. And you know, one of the number one comments I'm seeing right now is everybody wants to see 
this guy's workout. Justin's workout. Why? Yeah, bro. I mean, that's interesting to me. Because yeah. you're a horse. What do you mean, why? Well, yeah. maybe because it's a little different, obviously, yeah. right? Sal, Sal hyped you up pretty good, too. So you put uh, a lot yeah. of pressure. Yeah, in the maybe video. that was part of it. Yeah, he hyped yeah. you up pretty good. Like, oh, Justin's so strong. So everybody's oh, going to be. Oh, God, like, really? Yeah, everybody's going to be. I waiting. didn't say that. Did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah, but like, I didn't make Yo, it all the way through. Oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> he started. Hey, hold on. Hey, started started like, okay, the tinglys are happening. Yeah, you can only watch Sal and a wife beat for so long. I can only watch so long, you guys. He's like, I have this weird boat. Is this effect on me? A weird boner. (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. No. uh, No. What I said in the video was because I I actually talked about both you guys, um, and this is just true, right? So you know, because Eli's filming it, and so people don't know Eli kind of manages the vlogs and he narrates it, and he was asking me about you know my workouts in comparison to you guys, and and I was just very honest. I said, look, here's a deal. You know, Adam was an IFBB professional. Uh, chasing his aesthetics is going to be, it's, you know, it's a, it's a game in futility. In other words, I'm not going to achieve his, his, his aesthetics, but it's nice to reach for that, right? Yeah. And then I mentioned you, and I said, Justin's different. I said, if you work out with Justin, one of two things will happen, which this is true also. Either you're going to get hurt or you're going to give up. Because <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what happens when okay. you work out. I feel like yeah, the, more, the more jacked he gets, the sweeter he becomes. Yeah. It's, it's all these I was watching. I'm less insecure. And, yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> true. Hey, that's true. The, like, I don't know, go back just like 10 yeah, videos Sal ago. Been really nice a lot of jabbing, honest, talking yeah. shit, stuff like that. Yeah. When he's feeling amazing. Adam's so good looking yeah. and fit and oh, Justin's man. so strong. Just hug him. I'm just yeah. lucky to be here. I'm trying to just- Who is this guy? Just talk you guys out of training No, I know you're fine. Stop working out. I know you're doing he's like setting us up what that is because he feels so good he's like i'm gonna be nice to these guys and i'm yeah. not gonna talk shit i'm waiting for them to talk it's shit like, to I'm me and i'm here really, and i just gotta yeah. bring these guys up get like, out of here yeah, yeah, it's so <laughs> dumb no that's all right yeah no i mean actually that would be fun i'd have fun with that like uh you know filming a, what is a your what is everyone's training looking like right now i know it's been a minute since we did an update yeah, on what highlight everyone... the, the differences in your workouts because i think that's so that's such a uh, important thing to talk about because you do things different in the i mean adam and i will play around with some of the stuff you do and some of the stuff we'll do consistently. Yeah. But you definitely work out uh, differently. Adam and I work out more similar. Yours is a lot <laughs> you say different. more serious. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. no, <laughs> similar. No, it's <laughs> Adam and I work out more serious than you do. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like if you have your go-tos that you still kind of incorporate even though you've trained or or you like change your adaptation focus completely, yeah. you still kind of pull in some of your favorite exercises i do that a lot with um, certain things i know especially for my shoulders that i want to maintain and and keep function and keep performance high uh i need to keep keep putting rotation in there and so uh i do still do uh indian club swings i do mace bell swings Uh, i do things that are loaded for rotation because uh, i want to maintain that strength it's it's just been so beneficial for me yeah uh with overhead presses specifically also bench press anything where i'm pushing uh and and then just having good posture throughout the day too i've noticed that like i if i don't incorporate certain unconventional lifts like my posture sort of gets affected and uh, even all the way down to my hips like that's one of those things i'm always considering if i'm not doing like a turkish get up or i'm not doing uh farmer walks or things like that like i feel like my body starts to slowly uh, deteriorate on me. Yeah. So. Well, we need to talk about the mace bell swings because a lot of people watching or listening to this have never tried one, and so they see it, and it's like, like if you see so, if you're if you work out and you see someone squatting two or three times their body weight, everyone's impressed, right? You see someone with a mace bell that weighs seventy five pounds, yeah, and you don't really understand that that's freaking hard. Like, yeah. uh, how heavy is the heaviest one that we have? That you well, the lightest on? one's fifteen. F- fifty five pounds, I believe. Yeah. Okay. So. One. Swinging a 55-pound mace bell, it's a long-ass lever. You're mm-hmm. holding the end of it. You're swinging it behind your body. It's a big old bell, too, that has, like, I mean, plate, well, it, wanna, it, it, it wants to twist your spine in half is what it feels like. I right? mean, what would you say? I mean, uh, Justin, would you... I feel like I would tell somebody that I would start somebody in like Indian clubs before I went oh, to mace. Hundred percent. Oh, yeah. I just safer, right? Like to swinging a mace bell. It's way more control. Make sure you have space, by the way. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. remember that time you were swinging it and Adam had his dog here and it was like running towards. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! You almost I almost lunged. took his head out. I know <laughs> that was scary. Yeah, yeah I feel like ma- a mace bell can be a, a lot more dangerous than the Indian clubs, especially if Dude. you've never done it before and or you don't yeah, have great shoulder mobility. I think it requires yeah, it requires more technique. And, uh, to learn um, but yeah I, I think it's so valuable though like I, I just don't feel like 
you know what happens is Instagram sort of pollutes a lot of these training methods where you start adding dance moves to them. Oh God. <laughs> and it's like all of a sudden it becomes this thing where everybody's doing all these really super fancy moves that are like unnecessary. Uh, I get so much benefit out of just a 360 swing. And, and because I can be intentionally focused on just that swing, I can slowly progressively overload, right? I could add more weight uh, to that specific movement and build strength just like any other muscle. Well, don't you, I mean, that's typical fitness industry, right? To bastardize something that's an amazing yep. tool, right? Yep. Like I think your point to the 360 is that really what, or at least what I use it for is to keep great full range of motion strength up. Yes, and one movement, the 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 three sixty swing that you're talking about, uh, does that better than almost anything else. Now, the, what I see a lot is, like you said, is I see people doing these fan reverse lunge with it to a hold, yeah. and I've messed around with that. And when I'm doing it, I just feel silly because I'm yeah. like, okay, this isn't really a great leg exercise that I'm doing right now. Ah, I'm getting a little bit you're of just anti learning a routine. Yeah, it's like the the biggest bang value to it. I don't like to. I mean, I guess. You know, I know some of these guys and I, I think they're doing cool stuff and it's like, but it's a totally different genre. Let's put it that way. Like I'm yeah. just focused on the strength part of it and what's benefiting my shoulders. And so that's where I just try to keep it simple. Mm -hmm. Just like when you go back in and start lifting, you know, for these compound lifts, you're like, oh yeah, those five lifts. Why did I get away from those five yep. lifts? It's yep. just because you get distracted. Yeah. You know what's, uh, uh, you were talking about how they bastardize uh, exercises. You know what it reminds me of is when they, when you got these fitness influencers doing like leg raises and there's someone there punching them in the ass. <laughs> yeah. They're not a boxer. Yeah. They're not a fighter. Yeah. No. It's just some dude who's lean and he's doing, and then in between there's a guy like slapping his abs. Like, this is how I work out my abs. Yeah. No, that's how you're an idiot. That doesn't yeah. do anything yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. You know where I feel the mace bell swings the most? I know it's a good for rotation of the shoulders. My core. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, well you, you got to stabilize your spine or you're going to snap. Right? <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. And, the, and the history of it, by the way, uh, it was used heavily by wrestlers uh, back in the day. Uh, Indian wrestlers in particular. You know, if you look at the history of yeah. wrestling, India has an incredible lineage. There was one wrestler called the Great Gama, I think his name was. If, if, I hope I'm saying his name right. Maybe Doug could try looking him up. And this guy was like, I mean, he looked like the cartoon wrestler with the mustache. Oh, just, yeah, the curly mustache. I mean, this is before, like, forget steroids. This is before protein powders and creatine, right? And this guy was just huge. And I think he had something like 2,000 un matches undefeated. Wow. Yes. And he would, and this, and some of the exercises they did, where there he is right there. Look what he's holding a massive. Uh, look dude, at Doug, push. That's a man right there. Click on the, the very right picture. That's an Indian dude? Yeah. And he was a beast. I mean, look at that guy. Remember, this is no, they didn't like necessarily lift weights. They did. What were called uh, so great gamma G A M A. Um, I'm sure a picture of him will pop up here on the YouTube. He they did what are called Hindu squats, uh -huh. Hindu push-ups. They did lots of kettlebell swinging. Uh, they did, uh, of course, Indian clubs. And this this guy. What, what was, year is this? Do you have any idea? Uh, good, good, like, good. It was a long time ago, but that's a good question. I want to say it was in the 1800s. Late what 1800s. do they call that? Mm. You know, when a king. Has... 1940s. When was it? 1940s. Mm -hmm. Oh, so it wasn't even as long ago as I thought. Yeah, but anyway, this guy, 2,000 matches or something like that, undefeated, and he would no, just Well, he people. was born in 1878. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so he was he was wrestling then in the, in wait, the late eighteen hundreds. Wait, wait, you just said that's in the forties. That would be he's well, seventy I, something years old when he was doing these feats. No, 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 <laughs> that so, can't be right. No, I I read something about the nineteen forty seven riots. That doesn't have to do with his birth. <laughs> just, yeah, this, yeah. just a random fact. Scepter. right here. That's why I'm looking. At. Eighteen seventy eight. Like, like, you're wondering, there was riots over there yeah. at the by, same. By the way, <laughs> the men landed on the moon in nineteen. We're creating our own history here. I love I love reading about old strength athletes oh, because too. they were they were not polluted by social media magazines supplement supplement company yeah, nothing, nothing. Yeah. they and they were these guys were beasts like there's another guy uh he was a judo fighter from japan uh kimura actually the kimura lock in jiu-jitsu yeah was named after this guy oh, wow. this guy was a beast he would throw people with a very basic judo throw uh i think it was a sotogari was it called it's like a, one of the first throws and he would literally knock people out. He hit them so hard wow. on the ground. Now, is this a stupid question? When you go through judo or jiu-jitsu, do they actually teach you the history of all the moves? Like when you learn a move in, in, in class? Not really. No, they don't. No, not really. But the Kimura is famous because he, so Helio Gracie, who is the, the founder of Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, or some people would say Brazilian <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu, 
he was this kind of small, skinny guy, and he would do all these fight, uh, these challenges in Brazil. This is how he got jiu-jitsu to be very popular. And his dad learned from a Japanese judo guy. So he learned it, and he would do all these matches. And then he wanted to challenge the Japanese champion, Kimura. And Kimura was undefeated. Nobody could touch him. Kimura sent his student down first because he saw he, had, he saw one look at it, Helio. That's a move, isn't it? It is. So this is what happened, right? So yeah. he sends down, I think the guy's name was Sato. I don't remember. Anyway, he had this, this student, his top student, and he said, if you beat him, then I'll come fight you. And I think because he saw Helio was a skinny kid guy or whatever, so he's right. like, I'm not going to waste my time. Anyway, Helio ends up choking this guy asleep. So Kimura comes and says, all right, I'll fight you. And the fight lasted. I don't know how long. It was a long fight. He threw Helio a bunch of times. Helio did not give up. He couldn't beat him. Finally, he gets him in a Kimura lock, which didn't exist in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and he breaks Helio's arm. Helio refuses to tap. So Kimura afterwards says he's the greatest warrior I've ever fought. And then Jiu-Jitsu included this, you know, uh, some people call it a figure four lock, or it's called a Kimura lock, and Jiu-Jitsu named after so what Kimura. does it look, remind me what that looks like? I know I've seen it in UFC before. Uh, they'll, they'll take the arm and they'll bend it behind you, and you you grab the wrist, grab your own hand, and so you use leverage to. Oh, where you so kind of like two crank, arms on kind of like you're cranking on it. Yeah, you? so it's two arms on one, so it comes from behind here, Ooh. and uh, nice. yeah, it'll, it'll snap your nice wrist. Snappy snap. Ooh. Oh, dude, I've seen spiral fractures Ooh. in tournament tournaments. Good times. It's disgusting. Yeah, uh. the arms. Yeah, just, now, how many how many of the moves like that have you learned the history? Do you know a lot? Of I was a nerd about it, so of course I looked <laughs> up nerd about everything. Is there anything I'm not a nerd about? <laughs> There's a Camara lock. See on the very right. I mean, I appreciate, bro. It's oh, yeah, great okay, for podcasting. So I mean, yeah. it's so it's so yeah. it's so useful. It's annoying otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, in so, real life, it's annoying yeah, for podcasting. Ugh. It's brilliant. Yeah, that was one of my that's favorite. Some damage. Yeah, and the Japanese are huge fans of that uh, of that particular. Oh yeah, that's a nasty. One. But yeah, if you look at Kimura, if you look up a picture of of Kimura, the the Japanese judo guy. Remember, they didn't lift weights either. They did lots of body weight stuff, and in, and they would do body weight stuff with partners. So someone would jump on their back, they do squats or push right. up. He was jacked. Oh yeah, he was like two hundred and twenty pounds, and he would. Doug, I don't know. Other if, people's body weight around all day. Doug, yeah, if you could look up like uh, Kimura uh, Judo Champion, or maybe that that'll help, uh, or Kimura Judo Judoka. Oh yeah, uh, Masa, Masahiko. Is that how you say? It? Okay, look at look at on the very left. Look at the guy's neck. Right. I know. <laughs> wow. Just thick necks everywhere. Yeah, dude. And and there's oh, he video. was he was jacked, dude. Bro, again, look at this guy. Can you imagine? Uh, this guy was a beast and. There's videos of him in his 60s, I think, teaching his students, and he's just throwing them like they're nothing. Now, when when did when did like the weight training evolve to help these guys? Like, when did we start to figure out like what type of exercises and things that they should be doing in the weight room to get them great? Like traditional resistance training? Yeah, 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 because they did body weight. Because it hasn't been that long that that really has moved into it, right? You know, here's the thing. In fact, I talk about this a little bit in the Resistance Training Revolution uh, book. Right? Oh, yeah. How is that going, by the way? Oh, it's going. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. I think we're we're we've hit like ten thousand copies, which isn't bad for a few months oh, release. Oh, wow. All um, right. It's got five star reviews on Amazon. We have great fans, so I, I mean they, they'll go on there. They're very vocal, yeah. They've been yeah, awesome dude. And the best thing is I'm getting messages from people who never exercised or you know traditionally, and they'll they'll message me and say, "Wow, I, I never thought about doing resistance training to improve my health." And now I'm doing a routine. I feel really good, and so that that's the the most you know. Now, do you? Thing. I mean, I, you would know more than me as far as talking to the publisher and the agent and stuff like that. What, what is what they consider like? Is it a good launch for us? Is is ten, I mean, ten thousand yeah. sounds like a ton of books. Yeah, that's, it's good for the how long it's been released. Okay. It, because it's evergreen, it'll probably continue to grow. So, I mean, the goal really was to create a book to get people talking and get me on shows to talk about resistance strength. Of course. I, know, I mean, I know what our desired outcome yeah. was, but I'm just curious to like, you know, they said it's good. I actually have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know if it's good or bad or what. Yeah. I mean, it sounds good. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, that's yeah. a, that's a lot of books in a short period yeah. of time. And what we tend to notice is it's still just trickling, right? Yeah. It's just happening. Yep, still, yep. So. Um, but yeah, back to the resistance training, you know, I think with all sports, it wasn't that long ago. It was like, Five decades ago, maybe. Mm. So maybe fifty years ago. Yeah, but even then, I feel like so. Like I remember when UFC was first coming out, and remember they were all doing like CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. So it really, it's really evolved just in the last decade. I feel like where they've started to well, really. Wasn't piece it Bruce Lee who really started to kind of bring in a lot of the actual training and bodybuilder kind of training? Yeah, but he was so ahead of everybody. Because, yeah, but I mean, at least the thought of it of bringing that into martial arts. Yeah, think about that, right? Bruce Lee was doing body. movies in what the sixties. Mm -hmm. So who were the top boxers at that time, right? You had like uh, Muhammad Ali, Muhammad George Ali. Foreman. Yeah, they didn't lift weights. Even George Foreman didn't lift weights. He looked like he lifted weights. But yeah, that's true. That's interesting. Boxers were encouraged not to. They yeah. were they told to do road work, calisthenics, 
bag work. Right, and chopping trees. Yeah, and they were saying if you- I didn't realize they weren't they weren't lifting weights back then. That's no, not even that long ago. They thought it would make them slow. Who was the first boxer then to start to do well, that? Well, uh, Evander Holyfield was- with all these like random quizzes. Do you remember how jacked Evander Holyfield yeah. was? Holyfield oh was God. the first guy to popularize it. Right, to make it look like yes. this dude lifts weights. And then of course Tyson, the Tyson think, and, lifted oh a little bit. Yeah, that guy was yeah. pure But muscle. man, it took a long time. But you know what I love about sports is, and I'm not a big sports guy, obviously, but here's what I like about it. It's objective. So it's like, if the team keeps kicking everybody's ass, then at some point you can believe whatever you want, but they're they're winning. So you go, okay, well, I guess lifting weights has got some real value. So maybe it's time to start implementing it. Football was probably the first sport uh, to really do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then later on. Now it's like, uh, can you think of a sport where they don't lift weights? No, but I, I still yeah, I think even that- Even golf, they, they lift weights. Now. I know. I mean, yeah. I think that even it's still evolving though, as far as how they train. It was I mean, there's still a lot of professional athletes that have terrible coaches and trainers. Yeah. I mean, so it's been it's been popularized enough to know that it's important. Like, hey, lifting weights can definitely benefit whatever your sport is. But I, I don't think that it's gotten so popular that every athlete has a, a primo coach who's telling them what they should I be doing. I think that's only just now happening. I agree. Yep, you're I right. agree. Like they're just now figuring out they need to really specialize their training uh, programs to, to, to cater to these athletes for longevity, but also their, their very specific sports needs. Yeah, because it, it, you know, it wasn't that that long ago where, again, athletes were encouraged <laughs> to not lift weights because it would you know reduce their speed and performance. And uh, now you're starting to see them pay attention. Go back to the 80s, right? Look at the training regimens and diets of some some of these guys. Literally, there were baseball players that would party all night, forget <laughs> that they had a game. Who's that one pitcher? He dropped a ton of acid because he uh, thought he was yeah. going to party and ended up showing up. I was and, thinking of Daryl Strawberry, but no, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was like he pitched a no hitter. Yeah, <laughs> Dwight, uh, Dwight Green. I don't, I don't I think remember. that's who it was. I brought him up before. I, I keep forgetting his name, but you know. And then, of course, you go back even further. Well, that, Babe, I mean, Ruth. <laughs> what about nutrition? I mean, nutrition is really, is, is probably even further behind than the weight training because there's still a lot of athletes that eat Definitely. like crap. And then there's oh, yeah. a handful, I feel, well, not a handful, more than a handful, but there's a smaller percentage of them that are actually dialed in as Doc far as Ellis. Their, Oh, Doc Ellis. Doc Ellis. And, and the game, you can watch the game and you had no idea that this guy's high, <laughs> high on, acid. on acid and he threw a no hitter, which is. Uh, absolutely. What a bold move. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, dude. he was in the zone though, you know, like yeah. that's, you know what, you know, what was, uh, I did not know. And this is when we talked to like top level, uh, sports coaches, right. Mm. Is they say oftentimes the reason why you don't mess with diet is because it messes with the athlete psychologically. Mm. So like if, if so-and-so player is like before every game, I drink, Two glasses of Kool-Aid and I eat a cheeseburger from McDonald's oh, right. and it, and I win when I do that. And then you're like, nah, man, that's not good for you. You know, it, it so can, super that was um, and ritualistic. Who, yeah. who was the sports psychologist we had on? Uh, McCabe, Brett McCabe. Oh, yeah. He that's who that. talked about that. That's right. I forgot all about that. That's yeah. right. You're right. It's because it's the the return that you get on them eating better is a small enough return that it's not worth messing their head <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, dude. Oh. He's like, no, I eat a double cheeseburger before every game. That's how I win. No. Don't, uh, did you yeah. get all right? That's your process. <laughs> did you have anything like that when you played? I mean, I I was very much superstitious. Like I had like specific socks. I had a specific way I put you know my uniform Never on. Really? Never washed his underwear. Nobody fucking talked to me. <laughs> you know, I was really adamant. Don't talk to me. Like I, I had to hyper focus and be in, in my own world. And uh, I used to get so mad at, in college specifically because everybody is just yeah, all jokey and jovial before we're about to like basically go to war in my mind. Were you guys taking supplements? Were, was, were supplements popular like in, in your school when you were doing that? Because that's what, the 90s? Um, yeah. So there were some guys that were really about it. Like I mentioned, like, was it mini thins? Remember those when they came out? It was like Ephedra. Ephedra. And, like there was a couple guys that, I mean, this only happened for a few games, but they were experimenting with it. And oh my God, you should have seen the opening kickoff. It was like a bunch of rabid dogs. Just, <laughs> it was, it was crazy. Like have the, you, like I don't recommend berserkers. it. Have yeah, you, I'm surprised have you, your heart didn't explode. Have you introduced like your high school kids to things like LMNT or it's just like a, so a very basic supplement that I guarantee all of them need? Yeah. So that's, yeah, it's great. Um, I actually did a whole talk yesterday just specifically on nutrition because I was like, that's something that nobody talks about. Uh, I have no idea where these kids are coming from. Like one thing that was interesting to me to think about was a lot of these kids will sleep till noon. Right. And, and so that, and then they're just like 
barely even cramming something in before they come to practice. And so they're not even like properly, you know, preparing and eating, uh, you know, to get to practice, which I mean, they're expending so many calories in these workouts uh, because it's not just like in the weight room where I want to implement uh, what I want to do with them, but it's also they got to go run hundreds and they got to do all this crazy other stuff. And, and they're not even, they don't have the proper energy because they haven't been focused on eating. Correctly. Well, you have to be the, okay, I'll get, before we're done here today, make sure you talk to Jerry. I'll have them send over specifically for your high school team. You'll be a champion, but you show up every time to, with the LMNT and hook this all kid, of them up. Yeah, this kid's getting cramps and... And, you know, there's uh, they're not properly hydrating. So I guarantee that would make a massive difference. I did bring them up. I brought them up and I brought uh, creatine up. Uh, in terms yeah, I'll of have like them house. give you. I'll have them give you extra, yeah. so you can literally bring that every month for the kids, and you can be that that coach who's hooking everybody up. So that'll be cool. Psychologically, yeah, love sure it. that'll have an impact too, because you're a kid. And you're like, oh, that's what I'm saying. Coach I mean, that's me. what I'm, I'm thinking about. It. Supplements, Here's oh a little performance God. boost, cutting edge, kids. whatever. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, no, it'll be su super cool. That's what I'm saying. You'll be look like a champion yeah. doing that. That, that was the parents. And it's free. You love free. Who doesn't love free supplements? That's so. Katrina always laughs about this because we we she just did this yesterday. Who was it? She just did. I don't remember who she did this for, but we do this a lot. Like as a thank you to someone that maybe helps us out or comes by the studio. We talk about how much free supplements and stuff we have. She always does this little, uh, oh, it was Vicky. That's who it was. And I, I didn't even tell you guys this. So yesterday, Vicky was in here. She cut my son's hair after after all of us. And uh, she's like, hey, she hasn't asked any one of us this. She asked Katrina. She goes, hey, um, could I buy some mind pump gear? Like I, you know, she's like, no, we'll take care of you and stuff like that. She's like, no, 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 it's okay. And she's like, of course, don't worry about it. What size? And she's getting all stuff. And then she put together like a, you know, she just took all the random supplements that we could send. <laughs> like, that's like the go-to move. Like nice. we got all these supplements that we get given to her and then we give them. She goes, every time I do that, you, you would be surprised like how excited everybody gets. I'm like, I'm not surprised. I said, yeah. I, I know what I was, I we talked that, about, yeah. we talked about this before that <laughs> if I was, 22 year old me trainer and you told me that this future business that we were going to build <laughs> all you gotta do is watch gave me, Sal at a fitness expo no it oh gave me God. unlimited oh, supplement access <sighs> and like thousands of dollars supplements sent to like me Christmas. for free I would be like oh that's it I wouldn't even care about the salary or how much money I make like really I'm gonna get that much free supplements know, every month I, I know <laughs> super excited I, I mix all kinds of weird things together <laughs> just to see what'll happen if I ever die that's probably what why you know what killed me yeah. Sal mixed four different supplements together. He wasn't supposed to. <laughs> mix. No, but psychologically, I remember as a kid, when I was 14 or 15, I just started lifting weights, and I'm going through my parents, like, they had their own supplements. like, And they were vitamins. It wasn't like anything crazy. But I remember going through, being like, what can I take before I work out? And my dad had these right. vitamin C packets that you put in water and it fizz. Yeah. And I thought for sure this, this has is, to do something. Oh, dude! And I would take it and get the best workouts. It was all psychological. <laughs> no, just because it got bubbles. Talking yeah. about football, yeah. have you guys, Justin? Have you seen what the COVID restriction rules are for the NFL right now? Have you seen what they're doing? No, I uh, haven't. Uh -huh. Oh, dude, I'm going to read these to you guys. So I actually Wait, restriction for fans or for the players? For the players. Mm -hmm. So this is what they, this is what they're doing. So they tried to encourage the players to get vaccinated, and I think they were so unsuccessful with it. This is this is the rules for this season. I'm going to read them off because I was so surprised on like the stuff that we have here. Oh, so wow. if you're a vaccinated player, uh, you will not need to be required to su uh, submit a daily COVID-19 test. If you are unvaccinated, you'll have to test daily. Every day? Every day, right? Wow. Uh, if you're vaccinated, will not be required to wear a mask at, at team facilities or during travel. Obviously, if you're not, then you will have to. Well, uh, you will if you're vaccinated, you will not need to quarantine after being exposed to COVID-19. If you haven't, we will need a self-quarantine following exposure. Uh, for someone who has been vac vaccinated, no travel restrictions or limits on move uh, on movement. Uh, if you have if you haven't been, will remain under same travel restrictions as of as the 2020 season restrictions, which is the whole two weeks before you can see anybody. Wow. Do you remember all that stuff? Uh, they can't. So listen, there's some. Oh, there's a bunch, but I'm gonna name some of the ones that I thought were really interesting. Like you can't even use the the cafeteria with your teammates. So they're gonna isolate these people that are decided they're not gonna get vaccinate, vaccinated. Um, you can't even use social media. So ostracizing them. Here's a weird wait, 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 one. You can't use Listen over here, this. lepers. Listen to this. Okay, vaccinated players, no limits on social media marketing or promotional opportunities. Unvaccinated players not allowed to have social media marketing or promotional opportunities. Why? I know. I thought that was really weird. That's then that, that 
clearly is just pressure to yes. get vaccinated because that has nothing to do with right. You can't. You you're not permitted to use the steam room or sauna. I mean, they're doing a lot of things to just completely isolate this. Dude, remember, remember how I brought up that yeah, dark ho- that dark horse podcast where um, they had that that doctor on who talked about ivermectin and then rogan had uh the two guys what yes. was it was it brett Winst- weinstein yeah. <laughs> you know someone corrected it it's it's is it weinstein or weinstein he pronounces it weinstein weinstein okay yeah. so brett weinstein and then there was this other doctor can't remember his name they talked about ivermectin rogan had an emergency podcast had them on mm-hmm. so i got a message i actually got several messages from doctors in other parts of the world where they have low access to vaccines, and so they've been relying on ivermectin, and they're saying it's tremendously effective. I had one lady message me. I forgot what part of the world she was from. I want to say Africa. And she was saying, oh, yeah, we've had tremendous success using ivermectin to treat. Thailand, too, right? Uh, Yeah, Thailand, Africa. I know some areas in Brazil were using it, and they're finding tremendous success. We don't hear about that over here. And then there was also some, uh, now I think the FDA is now investigating. We don't like competitors. Yeah. uh, I know the (laughs) FDA is investigating heart inflammation issues for adolescents who are getting the the vaccine. That's mainstream, by the way. I'm not making that up. So yeah, don't demonetize us. Concerned. Yeah. I know. Interesting. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, I get the whole, I get the fear around it. We don't want to. Yeah. They're a a major, you know, money machine and they want to protect their money machine. Totally. And and that's really like why they're so crazy about, I'm sure, you know, it's yeah, because one person on a team gets it COVID, everybody's paycheck. They have to. The team can't compete. They have right. to wait. They have to. You know. I was going to so. ask you guys. So what, I mean, I know how I feel about that. Like, what's your? What's I mean, your, I would be upset as a player, but at the same time, like it's an organization, that's right? And you're getting paid, so it's kind of like, you know, each one of these companies sort of have to set their own standards, right? So yeah. no, I agree. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. I mean, what are you What are you going to do? It's private yeah. business. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Plus, those guys. I mean, it's hard to feel bad for. Pro football players make you know millions of dollars. Yeah, well, well that's, I mean that's their job, right? Yeah. And there's most people that have a job. There's parts of their job they don't like, mm-hmm. but you still show up when you work because there's a lot of other things that you like yeah. about it. And so that's the way I look at it. It's like uh, that's you're not the one writing the check. You're you have the opportunity to work for them and play. And as, even though I'm not a fan of all that stuff like that, I also agree with their their ability to be able to do that. You yeah. Know? Okay. So, let me see if I can stump you guys on this. I have like one little fun fact to throw in here. Oh, cool. Okay? I like, like this. I, I don't know. <laughs> Sal might know this or not, but why is uh, that? Why do you always start like that? Because <laughs> that last time, because he's into weird facts. So, like, I know, you, but you, you never me, bring in weird like stuff. I'm the dumb guy. Over no, you bring in all Adam, the business. Adam, like, Adam doesn't know anything, so we're just, yeah, it's, it's no, like, economics. That's what, it, it's what it feels just, like. Yeah, no. Okay, just try. Don't backpedal. Sports. If you know the answer, how shocked he'll be. Oh my god. Obviously, Adam feels a little bit threatened. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So the the Great Pyramid. Okay. How many sides is, does the Great Pyramid have? How Four. many sides? Wrong. Oh, damn. No. Eight. Eight? What do you mean? Eight? Has eight? eight so it's an eight-sided? Eight sided, it's eight-sided. So it actually like inverts uh, from the corners. So mm-hmm. there's a point in the middle of each one of the corners. Oh. And they didn't see that until they were, uh, it was some kind of like so it, equinox. So or, it changes as it goes up? Wouldn't that make it a hexagon and not a freaking pyramid? I don't know what that's called, but it's it's definitely eight points to it where we, we always thought it was four, but they didn't notice that until the shadow of the sun hit it at like an equinox or interesting you know, situation. Yeah, it was crazy. I wonder yeah. why aliens made the pyramids. That's what I always think about. Yeah. Like, why would they <laughs> I mean, make there was a reason. I right? mean, wouldn't that change the definition? It's not technically a pyramid anymore? I mean, how well, is that? Well, it's just the base. So I think the pyramid still is oh, so part of it, but- Okay, now explain it. Whoa, so, like, so there's four points to the base. Correct. Right? So yep. now if you add like little inversions on the sides, it's still a pyramid. Mm-hmm. It's not like... It's, it's I, feel just, like, I feel like we're more confused than before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know even less now. Yeah. They don't even know. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's where I'm at. Have you now... I know you know this, uh, Justin, because you're in, again, you're into again, this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, know that the, you know the Sphinx... Right, the, the, that's the yeah. that this looks like a big Graham cat Hancock's, looking thing. Yeah, that it has pretty clear water erosion uh, marks on it. Right, oh, good to prove the flood. Well, just to show, like, and there wasn't water in Egypt for way before the pyramids uh, ever existed. Yeah, and so they think that that think proves it's older that even. the Sphinx was there bef- way mm-hmm. before the pyramids were. I mean, how crazy is that? No. You know, it's funny. We have no way of knowing. 
We have no way of knowing. It's all speculation. The yeah. truth of like all of this. Shit. Well, okay. Then right. at, what's the if the if the great flood was true, right? From for, if you're going from the Bible, when was the time frame of that in, in relation to? Oh, the, I have no idea. Oh, you yeah, that's, I mean, you guys might know that. Yeah, there's no definitive like date for that. I think it's just be well. There's a lot of uh, interesting new data out there too that um, you know shows more than likely there was a meteor impact, which then caused like this huge flood and, uh, you know, affected, um, basically in, U- in the United States, you know, the great plains yeah. where like, it wasn't a huge, slow process. They yeah, think it was a fast sheet process of ice just basically oh. came down and, and carved through yeah, cause, the land. Cause the current theory is like that water slowly eroded and created, you know, the, the grand Canyon. And uh, so Graham Hancock says there might be evidence that this was a fast, process that there was this cataclysmic event that created all of these things and we really have no idea yeah randall carlson he's like this geologist but he has like really cool evidence that shows you know from aerial views and and things how when uh, water moves fast how it cuts through the earth differently so you can actually see that on a massive scale of these fingers like you'd see at the end of like a river or whatever. It looks very similar, but on a really massive scale. Here's the weird thing for me. You ever seen the pictures of they're like, I don't know what you would, how you would explain them. They're not carvings, but they're definitely uh, big pieces of, I don't know, for lack of a better term, art that you can't even see or notice until you're in the sky in a plane. Have you guys seen these? No. And they're ancient and you can't make them out. Like if you're down on the ground, uh, or around it, you don't know that there's literally a picture of a, an ant or a spider. One of them is a naked dude with an erection. Doug, what? <laughs> yes. You yeah. have to look this up now. Doug. Yeah, Doug, look this. It's literally a dude with a boner. What? And you don't see it unless you're way up in the sky. He's excited for aliens to, to visit. Yeah, so that's those are the Nazca lines. There's yeah. there's one that's a spider. But What's that, what, what is that? I don't know what that is. Those are, you see them from space. No, no, the Nazca lines. What is that? It's, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. One of the things. In, uh, yeah, Peru, I believe. Peru. Yeah, in Peru. And you, so, and, what what is it? What is creating the? Is it someone? Who, I mean, you, you, they just mowed a lawn a certain way. Because no, no, they, no. They've lasted for that's that's for hundred thousand. That's not very impressive. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, what it's, is it making the lines though? What is the, it? Is the, it the, mountain the top ridges? Soil is darker, and then when they they carved through it, it it's like it, it uncovers the lighter type of dirt. Yeah. So it just stayed like two thousand years old. Some of these what? that they find. Yeah, I didn't Doug, know look that. up the, the 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 worst is the green piece that came down there and actually like destroyed one. I don't know how you find this but it'd be like naked uh, ancient naked man seen from airplane or something <laughs> like I, I want you guys to see this he really wants us to see this naked yeah guy. I, I you know yeah. doug is so his search history his, is yeah so his history out. is so <laughs> yeah nazca lines, naked man naked all right good man i don't know if it was a nazca though it might have been someone else but well, let's, oh, let's find there's out. that guy oh, there, that's the guy that's like hello yeah no there's literally a dude i swear like to god oh, there's a monkey oh yeah yeah right here there he is hey. right there oh, what? oh that's uh no that's in the english uh how long has that one been there oh boy medieval so it's a medieval, medieval. he's got a, a medieval club carving. you know what yeah. no way that's what it says it's not prehistoric it's medieval but for whatever reason medieval english people drew a dude with a club <laughs> and a boner <laughs> <laughs> what? It weirdly makes sense. Yeah. A thousand yeah. years old. How old? A thousand. I mean, years. he's really divided. That's a thousand years old. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Now, now, because it's a dude with a boner holding a club. Do you think it was a bunch of dudes that were like they were they were drunk on mead or something? Yeah. It like, has to dude, be. you know, it'd be funny. Yeah. If we did a, a massive like naked dude <laughs> painted boner, <laughs> just you know, don't tell the imagine the, the yeah. uh, imagine the math required to do that exactly with, without the ability to see something from that high. I'm like, imagine that. That's way more difficult than you think. That's what I'm saying. To be that accurate, they couldn't. Yeah. Even, here's the thing. I was expecting crazy. to see some you know some lines and like you were like, no, that's, that's better than that's better than I can draw on paper. Yeah, you know what you know what's what's funny about <laughs> really this? though. That's it, where all these alien conspiracies come from. Well, like, look you, how you, symmetrical you that guy is. That's crazy. Yeah, well, think about it. They never saw their own damn painting. How, how are they going to see it? You're in medieval times. You ain't jumping that high. Like, what are you doing? You get, you're kind of guessing, you know? Where are they going to see that from? Yeah. That's from a plane. Man. And is, it's, it's uh, in, Doing the in finishing rock touches or dirt. I can't piece. tell, Doug, what is, what is it in that's, that makes it stand out like that? Yeah. Are you less interested in this, Doug? I feel like I'm really interested in this story. Yeah, you are very interested. I, I mean, that's fascinating um, to yeah, me. It is. Something that's that Finally, old. Finally, Justin, we with, found something that Adam's like freaking out. We got out him. Over. Well, that is, that's, that's like, I mean, it's something that old, you don't have the ability to to see how, I mean, and it, to be that accurate. 
Yeah. It's Unless like, it's a big hoax and someone mowed a lawn that way in the no. last, well, then, then I'm yeah. not impressed anymore. Well, some of those crop circle things, they, they've shown how yeah. they've been able to do that, but those can get really geometrically complex. Yeah. And, and so some one of the, of course, funny theories is that they were making that for the aliens it's because aliens are yeah, in the sky. They're communicating somehow. Yeah. So like, hey, it's like an F you or what? Hey, we got a boner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm ready. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 I'm cock ready. That's hey. right. Okay. Hey, you look at this. You yeah. got two yeah. options if you come R- down. Reproduce or kill. One, yeah. <laughs> one or the other. We either fight or we fuck. Come down here, fuck around, and find out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that guy. That saved us. We don't even realize yeah. 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 aliens around, almost invaded. The they saw that shit. They're like, hell no. They're horny and violent. We're out of here. We're not going to this planet. We're going to go to Mars. Yeah. That's made out of chalk. Yeah. It's what? Made out of chalk. Chalk yeah. that would chalk. wash away in the rain? Much- They've repaired it multiple times, apparently, over yeah. the years. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. makes sense. Here goes Adam's... Uh, Adam okay, yeah, super here's... Yeah, yeah. How do they know? It's yeah. been there one time. <laughs> Some kid did that in the 1980s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not real. Yeah, yeah. That's how, now I'm starting to think that way. So yeah. Yeah, It's yeah. chalk on the grass, huh? That's kind of weird. Yep. I don't understand the details of it, but let's just... It's it's a thousand years old. So yeah, we'll just yeah. I I never I've never seen that before. So that's really? interesting. Yeah, no, that's interesting yeah, to me. That'd be a fun tattoo, huh? The stuff. That your, <laughs> that'd be great. On your arm? Yeah. Hey, what's on your arm? Oh, the random yeah. stuff it's that famous. you guys read, man. It's, I tell it's you, medieval. it's medieval. Super. It's cool. It's cool stuff. Anyway, uh, I want to ask you. I'm going to take a, a left turn here, Adam. Uh, mm. I obviously wasn't in Truckee with you guys when you guys had this. Famous uh, rib you meal that you made. Out, buddy. <laughs> Famous. What's the deal? Everybody's like bragging or talking about how amazing it was. Yeah, I mean, Doug, so Doug brought his smoker up. So I was actually really excited. So I did um, uh, Korean short ribs for dinner and a salad. And I forget what else we, we did. Katrina and I did. And that was the original plan. And then when I found out that Doug was bringing his smoker up, I actually have a freezer full of uh, butcher box ribs just over the course of, since I've moved from the other place to this place, I hadn't set up actually my grills. Mm-hmm. So I haven't grilled for a few months at my house. And so our, my freezer is, cause I got everything on auto. So I've got all these ribs and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll bring those if, and I'll, we'll bring them, but I want to make sure in case Doug didn't show up with his, his grill that I had a dinner plan for all of us and we we're okay. Um, but I'm going to bring them just in case if he does bring it, then what I'll do is I'll get up early throw them and smoke them all day long and then oh well, that's what you did yeah yeah so oh, they're a, bomb dude. they were like a six hour smoke so well not technically the whole time smoked right it was smoked for two and a half hours but it's I, cooking for that long yeah oh yeah cook for six hours yeah so and so it just falls off and it's just oh yeah like, i gotta you, admit i was a little jealous because they were actually better than my ribs. Oh. I was wondering why you were asking so many questions. I was asking a lot of questions. Yeah, was asking a lot of questions. What did like, you do here, Adam? Yeah, yeah, I didn't so. know you had that in you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, uh, competitive, isn't he it? Is competitive. I'm very competitive yeah, when yeah, it comes I was, to I was really, You know, it's funny he says that now because he was. He's asking a lot of questions. You're asking a lot of questions for a guy who smokes ribs all the time. Hey, yeah. they were so good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they were yeah, like yeah, super juicy and I, You know, I actually called an audible a little because we we couldn't find apple juice where we were at, so I didn't have the apple juice to kind of hydrate. And you actually saved me with that because I'm like looking in the house. I'm like, what can I hydrate these things with so I don't dry them out too much? And Doug's like, well, you could use beer. And I'm like, oh, that's a great call. We have plenty of beer. Okay, I'll take some credit. You do. You do. I mean, so, uh, because that was my one fear was that they were going to get dried out too much because I didn't have anything to kind of, you know, uh, baste them in or rehydrate them Mm -hmm. throughout the, the, the smoke. That long of a smoke without having anything to hydrate it with, it could dry it, it out a little bit. Out, yeah. So Doug said the beer. And so, but I didn't want a, a, a really heavy beer taste. So I didn't do a lot. It did just enough to keep it. What from kind dry. of beer? Uh, that 808 beer we had in the refrigerator. Is 805? it 805? 805, yeah. 805, sorry. You don't even know my beers, right? So yeah, whatever. We have all this beer in that refrigerator because people have stayed at our house and then we just- None keeps, of us drink None beer. of us drink beer, yeah, really. So it's yeah. like piled up. So oh, that's perfect. So I used that, and uh, I had this seasoning from from Kinder's that, that I use. I think that's how you pronounce it, right? Is it mm-hmm. how you pronounce Kinders, it? Right? Yeah. Kinder's. Uh, it was a maple. It was a, a like a a maple seasoning, but it has things like brown sugar like that in it, which is something I would normally I'd normally use the brown sugar with butter uh, and honey to when I do the foil. So the way it, the way it looked is I seasoned it with the Kinder's, uh, smoked for about two two and a half hours at like a two two twenty two twenty five. Uh, after that, I pulled off. When I pulled uh, pulled them off, I wrapped them in foil. Uh, obviously, seasoned, seasoned them again, and then I took some Kerry Kerrygold butter, 
to kind of uh, melt over the top of it and then did a little bit of, wow. of the beer. And then I drizzled real lightly honey, sealed them back up uh, in the foil, wow. flipped them upside down so that it's it's kind of marinating and all that, and then cooked them for the next three and a half, four hours. You know, the, the, here's the deal with like grass-fed meats is that, you know, when you get the grain-fed stuff, it's like more palatable. Obviously, it's got more fats. But here's what I will say. Their ribs are the best ribs. They're yeah. actually, okay, so- They're way better than the- Well, the, especially if you cook them for a long time. I like was that. excited about, you know, how well they turned out myself, considering I didn't have all the things I wanted. So I did them again uh, for 4th of July, but I didn't have uh, the butcher box. I had to use uh, the sa uh, one of the Safeway ones. So I had mm -hmm. one butcher box, and the butcher, bo butcher box one, were way better. Way better. Yeah. Now, these are pork ribs. Yeah. You, yeah. you know what? Their pork is incredible. Yeah. It is. It's the heritage it's pork. It's so tasty. Yeah, which, which is interesting to me because being completely transparent, when you eat grass-fed beef in comparison to your your, your grain-fed beef, I don't like the taste that much better. I mean, it tastes healthy and it's good, but it's not as rich and marbly as, the, as beef that's sure. grain-fed. Right. But with the pork... And, and maybe you can explain to me the difference between the butcher box heritage pork versus what you would get at the grocery store. Because I don't I, know. I don't know. I don't oh, yeah. really know. So you know. I know heritage pork. Do you know, Doug? I don't. Oh, that's how funny. Yeah. Nobody knows? I know it's- no, I really want to I know they raise it It's heritage. Exactly. It sounds important. Because it, it, it tastes better. Yes. So it tastes significantly better than the pork. And it's like- So one of the, the tricks about ribs, too, is- Having the the bone straight and even, so it cooks even because it's such a long cook. It's easy to have, you know, one side cook perfect, and then because this is kind of fattier or it's turned oh, and it's thicker, this will be way different. Because that the, the longer a cook like that, the more discrepancy there is in the meat size and everything from one end to the other in the bone could really change how perfect the whole rack is. So you want a rack that is like almost identical so that when you pull off in six hours, mm. it's a nice, even cook everywhere. And actually that butcher box are, they're beautiful. They're always perfect. And the, the hardest thing rack. when you're at the, when you're at the grocery store, <laughs> one of the hardest things you you can to do is to find multiple rack racks that look identical. What you end up having to do is cutting probably ha a, a good portion off to try and make them look mm. like that. You know? Butcher box does have a nice rack. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this podcast. Check this out. This is a company we've worked with for a very long time called Brain FM. Now, they have songs and beats and sounds that you listen to that induce different states of consciousness, different states of mind. No joke. I'm not making this up. It works really, really well. We use them all the time. So, like, there's particular sounds that are good for focus. So, put them on when you're studying or learning or reading or doing something creative. There are sounds you can listen to to help you take a better nap or sleep better and much, much more. It's truly effective, scientifically proven. Go check them out. Very inexpensive. And because you listen to Mind Pump, you get 20% off. Head over to brain.fm forward slash Mind Pump. All right. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. First question is from Cole Rowe. Does flexing in the mirror have any significant carryover for mind to muscle connection? It sure does. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it does, Sal. Yeah. Right? No, you know what's funny? It must. If you look up the studies on isometrics, right, and the value of I isometrics yes. and how it helps you connect to muscle so you can fire it better. Um, and, and, and oftentimes isometrics are done in these studies without any outside uh, forces. So you're just flexing essentially like what a bodybuilder would do on stage. And yeah. if you look at the the old school bodybuilders, this was actually a part of the routine. I know Arnold would talk about posing for an hour a day, something like that, uh, pre-contest before the show. And he said it would bring out definition um, and, uh, and quality, he said, to his muscles. This there's this 100 has value. So yes, there's definitely an ego portion, right, where you're flexing for the mirror. <laughs> yeah. But I tell you what, if you know how to hit, here's a good example. If you know how to hit a good back pose where you can activate your lats and flare them and flex them, you're going to be mu it's going to be much easier to feel your lats when you do an exercise like a row. Well, this or a is how I teach. If there's not any good solid connection, my muscle connection there in the chest, even like I'll slow it down. And just, you know, sort of pause in that position to squeeze and, and gain that uh, neuromuscular connection because it's, it's so valuable that way because when you slow down uh, and you're able to kind of feel feel your way to, to activation of the muscle, uh, that isometrics are, are beautiful for that. I yeah. always wonder when I was competing if that was like the origin of it, right? Like if somebody actually really had the smarts to know that 
what he was doing or or she, if it was a girl that was starting to do this first, right? Like if it was, my intention was to fire the CNS, get better connected. That's why I'm flexing in the gym all day long. Or if it was really something that was more self-absorbed, I like the way I look. So <laughs> yeah. like, I, I mean, I always wondered that. I, now I know that- Chicken or the egg. Huh? We talk Which about one? this a lot. We talk about the importance of the central nervous system. We talk about being able to be connected to a muscle. If you can, if you can with no resistance, flex- every muscle in your body, I guarantee that you can train it better than someone who yes. can. Th that's control. Yeah. So yeah. that is a, that yeah. is a fact. I mean, yes. So and there is extreme value there. If you can on command, if I can look at you say, Sal, flex your right pec or squeeze your left flat. If you have the ability yep. to just like that flex or activate that, I guarantee that you have a much easier time building that muscle inside the gym. Totally. Now yeah. to answer your question, it was the isometrics that came first. So tension based exercises uh, have been around as long as we've known about resistance training, it's been practiced for a very, very long time as a way to improve strength uh, and performance. Later on, bodybuilding included a posing round. So what they actually used to do in these shows is you would come out and do some kind of a feat of strength, mm -hmm. usually involving gymnastics or some kind of a strong man event. Then there was a second round so where you came out. They should bring that back, and you by the way. Yeah, right. It, it, be <laughs> awesome. Do you imagine these 300-pound bodybuilders doing some kind of like, uh, gymnastics? Yeah, do something cool. Some of them can, you stand though. there. You're yeah. right. I've but seen, that, mo yeah. Most of those are like, that's genetics, though. Yeah. Some of them just are flexible. Like, and well, Flex Wheeler, man, he would do, like he, would, he got the splits yeah. on stage. and do, uh, yeah. Tom Platts was known for his incredible flexibility. Yeah, but anyway, it's it's there's definitely value to it. And what's funny is the bodybuilding poses, the compulsory bodybuilding poses, actually, if you do them right, are excellent at activating pretty much every single muscle. Yeah, yeah. Every single muscle. You have the, the front double bicep, the back double bicep, the front lat spread, the back lat, lat, you know, lat spread. You have the, the you know, hands around the, the neck ab pose, which is actually more of a, a quad pose, most muscular. Like all of the poses that you find in bodybuilding, even the rotating ones, which aren't compulsory, they're excellent for well, connecting. Even muscle. before bodybuilding, you had Charles Atlas, and you had his yeah. whole program that was body weight based, but it was all just isometric flexing. I well, mean, for yeah. the most part, this so. skill also uh, gives you the ability to change exercises. So you can do an exercise to to that one person may look at and go like, oh, that's for your traps, or oh, that's for your rear delts, and you can actually change what you're trying to focus on because you have that ability. Totally. Like I, when I go into an exercise. I can take the same exercise and it could be something that was designed for my rhomboids, but I could be using it for my rear delts mm -hmm. or, you know, you could be doing something that's like a, a major back exercise, but you're really trying to isolate and focus on the lat. So you can do movements that are traditionally for something else, but then work. I mean, just like a, a close grip bench press, right? When you are trying to work the triceps, you can really make that be more tricep than chest and shoulders. But if you don't know how to think about that yep. while you do the movement, it becomes a lot of chest and shoulder still. It's yep. still a chest and shoulder movement because of what you're doing. But if you have that ability to contract and flex the tricep on command like that because you've practiced that, then you can go into a movement that, yeah, it has chest, shoulder, and triceps, and you can make it more triceps like you're trying to do. Yeah, like how about a, 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 a supinated grip chin-up? I can make that a back or a bicep, or bicep. exercise. That's right. yeah. Like big-time bicep, bicep exercise. Focus. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what, um, when you look at, Priming, like we talk about priming all the time. Uh, priming really is a much more uh, individualized, advanced, and effective way of just connecting to muscle. Flexing, essentially, is what priming is um, if we were to make it really, really general. So definitely there's a value to flexing. In fact, especially if you have a weak body part, Flexing it in between sets um, and at the end of your workout should make a difference. Well, that's all resist. All resistance training is flexion of the muscles with some sort of resistance. Yeah. That's all it is. You are flexing a muscle, and and that resistance can be weights like barbell stuff. It could be cables. It could be bands. I mean, that's all resistance training really is: is flexion of the muscle with some sort of resistance. Next question is from Fulvio the Castle. What's the best way to increase core strength and performance? Okay, so since performance was included in this, uh, I'm going to avoid the kind of aesthetic uh, exercises because you could definitely do exercises that develop the muscles like a bodybuilder, really get them to look really great. And then there's performance, which means how well does my core perform in lots of different movements? I mean, most movements involve the core to some uh, degree. So when we're talking about performance, Really, it's about stabilization. It's about mm -hmm. keeping the core stable. It's about transferring energy, 
Can I use my legs and my upper body and have the core transfer that energy very well? Because you'll notice if you run or walk, there's this kind of counter uh, pendulum that happens. Cross-sectioning sort of pattern. Yeah. So I like uh, rotational exercises. I like, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, counter or anti-rotation anti yeah. exercises. Stabilization uh, movements where I'm holding and stabilizing explosive you know, medicine ball slams and throws. I mean- those are really going to give you phenomenal uh, core performance in terms of athletics and being able to move. I think you have to break down a little bit more exactly the difference between because strength and performance are different goals. So if you if you came at me and you said I just want to build strength in my core, the the training routine would look different than if you came to me and said I want to have performance in my core. Like when I think performance, I think of uh, speed, acceleration, control, stability, explosiveness, rotational strength, all those are that's all performance driven, right? Mm -hmm. I want to be able to have this this stable, strong, explosive, reactive, controlled core. And then if you say I want to have a strong core, like that's building strength, just like it's building strength in, in quads or biceps or any other muscle. So it's it's a different adaptation. Now there's carryover from each to both of them, right? If you have if you never trained your core and you get stronger, you're gonna have some performance benefits. And you also if you train for performance benefits, you're gonna get some strength benefits from it. But they are different adaptations we're we're trying to go after yeah. here. Well, I I know in terms of performance, a couple exercises just for like sort of a visual that come to mind are like chops, like wood chops or like you know, upward chops or, you know, like just rotating, you know, across your body with either your hips being in anti-rotational um, stabilized position or rotating with you. So there's there's both of those elements to it where I like to I like to be able to compartmentalize that. So a lot of times in athletics, you need to be able to have like a nice stable base in order to produce ground forces, but also you need your upper body to be able to rotate, you know, ferociously. Uh, and you'll see that a lot in, you know, in baseball, you'll see that a lot, you know, when, when you're hitting, uh, you know, a baseball or, uh, you know, you're throwing a punch or, you know, how to generate that kind of force from the ground through your legs, you know, be able to anchor your hips and then be able to drive and uh, take that momentum uh, through through your arms. So, so what I'm hearing from both of you guys is that if someone came to you with this specific question that I want core strength and I want performance, it sounds like you both would go, I'm going to focus on performance because I know that I'm going to get some strength from it. Because both the exercises you guys are recommending right now are more performance-based. Yeah, and I, I would say it's strength is very specific. So, okay, I want a stronger core for yeah. what? Uh, you just want to like be able to the do, look of it or yeah, the, more reps, uh, with a high resistance exercise, like a leg raise or a decline sit up or just stable in a squat and a deadlift. Yeah. Or? Um, performance. I tend to think more of sports than, you know, than like football, baseball, you know, tennis, those types of sports. Um, but yeah, I mean, strength is just, it's very specific. Like I can get very strong with a decline sit up with resistance and really activate my core have a good, strong, stable core. But be terrible um, at throwing a ball. Yeah, because there's a lot of technique, skill, and speed that's involved in that. So, you, you know, it, and this is, by the way, it's a good uh, attribute. I mean, it is awesome to train your core. Like, we have the No BS six-pack formula, which is really an aesthetic-based uh, and strength-based ab and core program. Really developed to build the abs so they're more visible. Um, and there's carry over there. But if you want like athletic and sports performance, train your core like an athlete. Well, that's where I would lean you to. Okay, so perfect example. No BS, six-pack abs, more strength-based core stuff in there. Maps performance, right. more. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah you point. start with the foundation of the strength, right? right. To be able to gain that uh, control, but really stabilizing the spine. So, you, you know, being able to do that on command is the first step because you need to be able to be anchored and be grounded where you are right. uh, and be strong in that position, whatever it is. Uh, and then the performance to me is now adding a lot more variables to that where right. things need to rotate, things need to anti-rotate, uh, and how you're able to kind of put all that together uh, is performance. Next question is from Wife of the Tree Yogi. Are food intolerances self-induced or not? Yeah, that's the million-dollar question. Yeah, right. Yeah, so more oh, often yeah, than not, I would interesting think. question. Yeah, so I mean, food intolerances, like what causes them? So one thing that might cause them is you have inflammation in the gut, the the junctions between the I guess the cells that line the gut. Because remember, the gut really isn't in your body. So think of it this way: think of like a donut, right? The hole inside the donut isn't in the donut; it's actually on the outside of the donut. Uh, the donut just surrounds the hole. So when you eat food, it goes through the body. Think of it that way. It's not in your body until it's absorbed. 
And what allows it to absorb or come into the body are, it's very complicated, but the wall of the gut and the intestines allows things to move through. Well, if it's inflamed, particles can go through when they're not supposed to. And over time, your body might recognize these particles as foreign invaders, develop kind of an immune response. And blingo, blingo, you have an immune <laughs> response to food that you eat all the time. So that's one you know common popular explanation. You also could have food intolerances because of SIBO, uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. You could have a histamine intolerance as a result of it. So now you're eating foods that are high in histamine, like bone broth, for example, which is supposed to be good for your gut, but all of a sudden it's causing right. problems. So I would say probably a lot of it is uh, self-induced. But then there's ones that we just, you know, I, don't, I mean, could you consider, well, what, I, mean, I guess well, like, lactose intolerance. Like being born with allergies. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. I was going to say, what, yeah, what about things, would you guys subscribe to the idea that like epigenetics are playing a, a huge role here? So let's right. say like. What's expressed. I, I mean, I definitely think there's things where if your family came from the Mediterranean and there's generations and generations of eating certain types of foods, mm -hmm. your body is just, and you've that's been passed down from your dad. It just agrees with a lot of that food. And then when you go outside of that, I, I think that I see, at least in my experience with clients, like right? when they yeah. go outside of those things that their their families have been eating for generations on generations, I feel like they're, you're more likely to be intolerant to those yeah, I feel foods. like some people are more susceptible to it than others in terms of like having that kind of genetic predisposition. Like there may be something underlying there, but uh, a lot of times some people like they don't really get to the point where they, they feel the consequences. Yeah, the, the clearest example of that is lactose intolerance. So if you look at like Northern Europeans, yeah, right, and, and African Americans is extremely high too, right? So no, if you look at Northern Europeans, they have a very high tolerance, high tolerance for yeah. for lactose, oh, right? The opposite, yeah, true, and it's because for they've been drinking milk probably for thousands of years, longer than most places, right? As you go further south in Europe, you start to see lactose intolerance go up. Mm -hmm. um, in Africa, you see uh, lots of lactose intolerance, except for certain areas. Yes, yeah, certain actually, tribes that, that drink milk like crazy. Oh yeah, there's there's regions of Africa where they have yeah. tremendously good <laughs> lactose tolerance. Uh, so that's a good example of how our genes kind of uh, you know play a role in how we tend to tolerate food. Now here's the challenge with that, Adam, is especially nowadays and especially in Western countries. Very rarely will you find someone whose lineage is so like one area. Like right. my family's all from from southern Italy, so it's easy for me to be like, oh, okay, Mediterranean. Right. But most people are like, yeah, my I have a little bit of yeah, you know, Swedish. I have a little bit of this and a little bit of that in me, and yeah, so I'm then a total it's mutt. so I think you really just kind of test it out for yourself and see how you feel. But that's the clearest one. That's the that's the one that's most studied where we can see clearly. Oh, people from this area tend to have. You know, 20% of them are lactose intolerant, whereas people from here, 5% or whatever. Yeah. Next question is from Jack Michael. What are some good high protein or just healthy meal or snack ideas for someone on a college budget? Been yeah. this in a while. You know, there's a myth that if you're, if you're on a budget, you can't eat a diet that is conducive for building muscle and being lean. Right. That is totally false. In fact, Every college student or person that I've worked with with this challenge, oftentimes when I look at what they're eating, I'm like, you're eating out, you know, four times a week or once a day. Like, why don't we try removing that? And then Starbucks on top of that, which is seven, eight bucks. Yes. You know, it, you know it who's just the, stacks up. Who's the super jacked black dude with the, where's the crazy gold glasses and stuff like that? He did this thing. It's oh, like the prison uh, Collie Muscle? Yeah, 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 that yeah. guy. He did the thing of like top ramen and like chicken thighs. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Literally, yeah. you could get jacked off of that. Now, I don't think that's the most ideal diet for people, but I, I do think that there is this myth that yeah. eating healthy is so expensive because I think what we do is we, we compare Safeway yeah. to Whole Foods, Whole Foods. Yeah. and yeah. then everyone's just Whole like, Foods "Oh, well, Whole Foods, you spend two, three. Well, okay, yeah. yeah, but if there's ways for you to buy buy from farmers markets, there's ways for you to buy in bulk for things like chicken thighs that you can get, and you can have a ground very, meat. Yeah, oh. you know, like come on, that's cheap. Yeah, dude, stop buying the aged prime rib. You know, at the at the Whole Foods, like literally bulk ground beef, mm -hmm. rice, frozen vegetables, and like, bone broth. Like, like you have. That right there covers quite a bit. So you could buy bulk ground beef. You could buy bulk chicken thighs or chicken breasts. Canned fish, so tuna fish, is very inexpensive. You could buy rice, which is one of the least expensive foods on the planet. Very easily digestible source of carbohydrates. Potatoes, very inexpensive. Certain fruit, very inexpensive. Frozen vegetables. 
Frozen vegetables are very easy, very inexpensive. You buy a bag of broccoli uh, that's frozen or a bag of asparagus that's frozen, and there you go. And you actually will save money. You'll actually save money eating this way, and it's healthy, and it's conducive. To I think this question gets asked, too, a lot because of the, the, how much you know we promote organic, whole, natural foods. And I think we've talked about this a long time ago. We haven't talked about this in a while, that if we had a um, order of operation here, right, of yeah. like what's most important – um, organic food isn't number one, right? So I, I think that that's something to, to be clear about. Like if I had a kid who just absolutely every 10 cents difference makes uh, counts and I'm trying to get him from eating McDonald's and fast food off the 99 cent menu and you want to build muscle yeah. or you want to be fit, uh, you know, regular ground beef that's not organic, that's fine. I would not, And I'm not saying that that's ideal or where I or what I even eat. But if it came down to I've got a choice with this this kid who's broke yeah. that I can't I can't buy. I, if I, he's I, trying to find money under his uh, yeah. you know couch or something, yeah. then yeah. I would uh, organic right. food doesn't come above eating balanced good diet. Correct. Balanced good diet is a higher priority, even if it's not organic. Before that, you're so, right. So but you think I will, of it like that. I will say this: nowadays, uh, grass-fed, yeah, no, organic. The market has grown so much that you actually get pretty good prices. You could look out for good deals. ButcherBox, a company that we work with, uh, great prices for grass-fed type of meats. But yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, literally, buy in bulk ground beef, chicken thighs, chicken breast. Buy in bulk rice. Buy in bulk frozen vegetables, some fruit. You are set. You are good. You have nothing to worry about. And I, and you'll actually save money. I yeah. promise you, you'll save money doing it this way. And you'll have a great muscle building, fat burning, you know, healthy uh, type of diet. Look, with that, uh, head over to mindpumpfree.com. Check out all of our free stuff. We got lots of free stuff that we give away to our listeners and our audience. Things like guides on how to burn body fat, build muscle, become a better personal trainer. You can also find all of us on Instagram. So you can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin, me at Mind Pump Sal, and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>